Welcome to the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra. I'm a writer and an advocate on going inward to gain personal growth so that we can achieve a state of mindfulness and total self-awareness. This is a space dedicated to celebrating life in all of its forms, the good, the bad, and all of those imperfect moments in between that make up the human experience. You're not in this alone, and I'm here to remind you that each episode as we dive deep into the raw and the real. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Calm Collective Podcast. This is episode number two, and we are doing something a little bit different today. I have my friend Erin here with me. Hi, Erin. Hi, everybody. Um, Erin is one of my dear friends and by far one of the most talented writers that I know, and she is nestled in Detroit, Michigan, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. And while she is going to be a future guest on the show, today we're doing something a little bit different, and she is going to interview me. She's going to ask me some questions as a way for all of you to get to know the person behind the Calm Collective just a little bit better. Um, I thought this was a good idea since this is going to be a space where we keep it super real. So it just made sense to both Erin and myself to take this approach so you guys kind of know who you're meeting with each week, each month while listening to the episodes. So, um, Aaron, before we get into all of the questions, let's talk about how we met. I love it. <laughs> so, you go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it away for sure. So, um, we met, it's a very romantic story. If you think about it, it. <laughs> we met in Croatia. We have a mutual friend who, uh, set up a trip, um, for us to go on yacht week and, I, I don't know about you or what your impression was, but I remember walking in. So Erin had two other girlfriends who are also my dear friends, um, who she was very close with at the time and still is. And they all walked in and I was like, oh no, they're all so tight and they have this like beautiful bond. And I remember looking at Chris and being like, oh, this is going to be hard. I'm nervous. How am I going to break into this? tight-knit friendship and I mean within two days that was like the running joke that that was even a worry I think it's so funny because before we even went on the trip um Lauren and Marissa and myself we were talking and and we're trying to like get the background information like the dirt on you we're like all right who is this Cassandra girl we don't know anything about her um but I mean I think we felt the same way like immediately upon meeting you um I felt like you were someone that I'd known for a really really long time and I think that doesn't happen very often or very authentically totally. very often yeah um and I think the one thing that I remember the most is that when I met you um, you had this this sense of calm about you and this confidence that really is magnetic. Um, and I, I think that that couldn't have been a better way to start a trip of seven days on a boat. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. But um, a trip that is so dear to my heart um, that I have so many great memories from. So yes, um, totally. it's definitely one of my favorite meat stories. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm pretty excited to have the opportunity to interview Cass. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Calm Collective um, because let's be honest, who doesn't need a little calm in their lives That's these right. Days? That is right. <laughs> so I think we should get started. Um, yeah, let's do it. 
I came up with a number of questions to ask Cass that I think are fun and also give us um, some insight into who you are. Good. So um, we're just going to go with the the hardest question of all, um, Mm -hmm. the most influential person in your life. Yes. Uh, literally the hardest question. Um, I, I have to just, I have to give a few. I couldn't, I couldn't pick just one. Um, so I'll start with the obvious answer, um, for those of us who are lucky, but, uh, my parents, it sounds so cliche, but they truly had a love story that just like rocked my life. Um, it had such a, a huge influence on my life, both as a child and as an adult. Um, I've just never seen two people be such amazing teammates, especially when it came to parenting. And I've kind of carried that throughout my adult life, um, in ways of just not settling and waiting for something like that. So, and speaking of my sister, Brittany, um, she is just such a passion chaser and she gives so much energy and devotion to each passion that she has. And I love that about her. Um, I like to think that I learned a lot of my efforts from watching her uh, as she's living out her truth. She's a midwife, actually, which is pretty awesome. She's an apprentice. Um, And I just think that that in itself is so freaking honorable to have that job, right? That's like so intense. So intense. And lastly, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my niece Juno and my nephews Soren and River. That might sound like a weird answer because they're toddlers, <laughs> but yeah, they just like have solidified for me that I want to be a mom someday. And I've just never felt such a unique, overwhelming love like that before. They're just gold. And I mean, I would do anything for them. So they get me excited for when I'm ready for that stage of my life. Um, and I think just with kids in general, they're such a beautiful reminder of innocence and vulnerability. You know, they don't take anything too seriously and... I don't know. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really cool about all of the people that you've just mentioned is that I see parts of all of them in you. Oh, um, good. <laughs> and like, especially, I mean, I think when you, uh, when you talk about your sister, Britt too, um, that passion that she has for the things that she does, mm-hmm. um, I think that you definitely, um, have have taken some of that as well obviously um mm. so that's really cool I love that yeah and you know Soren and River are so cute they I'm I'm biased but they are <laughs> <laughs> all right so um one thing that I think is really important for everybody to know is how do you unwind after a long day as someone who um is is working a mm-hmm. lot and um kind of not the traditional like nine to five job, but you're still working so much. So how do you unwind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such an important question too. And um, I mean, I definitely am living out my truth with what I write on the blog as far as how I handle my downtime. So it might sound cheesy, but I mean it when I say like a hot bath and a glass of red wine or some kind of tea. Um, I mean, I am never without candles they're always burning they're just so relaxing to me um yeah or my fireplace if the season calls for it like right now (laughs) um and just like calming music um I don't watch a lot of tv unless there's like a series that I'm digging at the moment but um hello shameless anyone else anyone else (laughs) 
And then also I would say just Pilates on the reformers machine for me is such an awesome way to unwind and stretch out my body. Um, I don't, I do not like doing cardio in the evenings. It keeps me up way too late. Um, yes. It's yeah. so hard to fall asleep. I after can't do it. Cardio. Yeah. My mind just races. I'm like, I'm pumped up. I'm excited. And it's just, <laughs> no. So yeah, that's pretty much how I unwind every night. And I mean, obviously I cook dinner in there somewhere, so Right. Yeah. And hang out with Jasper, of course. And Jasper and the boy. Yeah, it's all pretty calm. That sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah. Since you are a connoisseur of all things amazing, um, mm. and I'm always looking for the latest and greatest of things, um, what are five items you can't live without? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would say some form of a camera. Um, which is Amazing. obvious to my profession. I mean, I feel like I always have to have some way to document everything. Um, tacos, my favorite food. Same. Yum. <laughs> um, my five-minute journal, which I know you can relate. Absolutely. I know you're a fan as well. I'm always preaching that to the readers of the blog. That journal mm-hmm. has saved me. Um, videos of my dad, for sure. Um, love that. Love having them on hand just for when I miss him, which is always, but it's nice to be able to hear him. Um, mm-hmm. And then Spotify, I think. I've really connected to music during this whole journey, um, more so than I thought that I would. But, um, yeah, I don't. I think I, w- I would be struggling if I didn't have access to tons of artists at the touch of a button. I know. It's funny when you think of the world without things like Spotify. <laughs> like, like how did I survive high school without Spotify? Yeah. Like Mixtapes <laughs> were so in, but so time consuming. All right. Um, so this one's always a good one. Best mm-hmm. piece of advice you've ever received. Yeah. Um, that's pretty easy. Cause I have all those pieces of advice, um, throughout my home whether it's like on my letter folk board or on a post-it, but yeah. So the first one would be work less, create more. Um, and it took me a while to kind of understand what that entailed, but got a good okay. grasp on it now. Um, don't hold on what isn't meant for you. Uh, another one that is always a work in progress, um, but it gets easier the more that you reflect on that and make it a part of your daily life, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one is really cool. This was actually something that my dad said, and I had never heard him say it, but during his memorial service, one of his coworkers um, stood up and spoke on his behalf and said that he said this to him and he had just like carried it with him. But, um, and I'm sorry if you can hear a small dog barking in the background. It's my neighbor's dog. Jasper? No, Jasper doesn't <laughs> bark. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's my neighbor's dog. Anyway. Yeah. So the quote was, um, everyone is the most important person in someone's life and they deserve to be treated that way. Um, and I just thought that was like so profound and so accurate of my dad to say, but, um, you know, just to try and be softer with human beings. I think it's an important reminder. So good advice. I love that. And I think that reminds me of a conversation that we've had before, um, about the, the idea of the, the minute before, like the 60 seconds before you walk in, um, to someone's life in that moment, like what's just happened in their life yeah. um, that may lead them to be upset or frustrated or angry or whatever they're feeling in that moment. Um, practicing that empathy is something that I know is really big for you. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that 
that last quote is really powerful. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not easy. Um, no, that can be one of the hardest human challenges, I think. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, circling back to Spotify, um, what's your favorite, uh, current Spotify jam or playlist? Mm, I actually just made a winter playlist um, that I have been recycling nonstop. I just got back from Thailand and flew for about 22 hours, and that <laughs> was on repeat. So, and I'm still not sick of it. So, I'll make sure to share it um, in the show notes so you guys can yes. all get in on that as well. Please um, do. Yeah, Chris also got me into chill EDM, which when you say it out loud, it sounds so dorky. <laughs> Like, like opposites. feels like an oxymoron. But I seriously, I recommend everyone check it out. It is great. And it's really good um, music to work to, I find. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be it. Great. Yeah. All right. So back to the bigger questions, bigger life mm-hmm. questions. Okay. Um, I know how important your family is to you. Um, I know that they are really your rock. So tell tell us how your family has shaped you. Um, oh, man. I would say, starting off with my mom, I would say that um, she just she doesn't gossip, which is kind of a weird thing to say. But I think in this society, that's kind of unheard of. Um, you know, she just she finds no value in talking about other people. Um and she's just insanely loyal and so trustworthy. And anytime I'm around gossip now, I think, well, what would she do in this situation? And, you know, there's always something better to talk about than other people. And she's really ingrained that into my brain. So um, that for sure. Uh, my dad was a really hard worker and a really big dreamer. Um, he came from nothing and created crazy beautiful life for all of us and he you know he always told my mom that I was his little entrepreneur so I believe wholeheartedly that I got my big ideas and uh we'll call it passion for execution um from him so um and you know he was also my measuring stick for what a man should be like which I think they should be sensitive and strong you can be both um, and how women should be treated with love and respect and vice versa. Um, and the way that he loved my mom was just like, was so striking. He, you know, we all still talk about it. And, you know, my dad made a point to make sure that we knew mm-hmm. that that's what we should have. So, um, and then my sister, my answers are so long. I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> but, okay. I'm loving this. Okay. I'm just, like, fascinated. I, I want right to keep now. it real. Um, uh, yeah. And then I would say my sister, Brittany is just love, you know, even on her bad days, she has this ability to radiate like such deep emotion and empathy for those around her. And, um, I've, I've never known anyone as articulate as her, um, her words just feel like a warm hug, which is cheesy, but so true. And I try to bring forth that same energy to people in my life, whether it's a close friend or a stranger, um, she'll be on the podcast at some point and it will not be an episode that you'll want to miss. Um, she's pretty incredible. So what is your biggest fear and how do you tackle it? Mm, um, I, it was flying for the longest time, but I've mm-hmm. recently combated that, which is pretty exciting. Um, it still makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm just flying so often that it's kind of just come down to wasted energy at that point. So I take a lot of herbs before, um, a flight which I'll also put in the show notes because I believe so strongly in these things. They work. Um, And I try to avoid too much caffeine. 
which I found can be problematic when I'm flying. Um, and just a good playlist or watching videos of my niece and nephews that helps just to kind of center me and relax me. So, um, my biggest fear now will probably give you all a laugh, but I think you know this, Erin, but I am terrified of birds. Um, <laughs> yes. Like so badly. I was attacked a few times in one year and it was scary. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but it was really scary. I know. I'm sorry for laughing. Uh, no, it's okay. So this isn't one that I tackle. I legit just run as fast as I possibly can or scream and duck. <laughs> I mean, either works. Uh, yeah. That, those would be my fears. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, favorite place you've traveled and why? Okay. Um, I'll do top three for this, and I'll make them quick. But Croatia. Um, it was my first, the first trip where I kind of felt like I came back richer. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I mean, like, gaining yes. three of your lifelong friends is crazy on a trip. Yes. That's, like, unheard of. So super, super lucky. Um, I just went to Ireland with my mom, um, and that was just such a peaceful trip. Um, I didn't have any work I needed to do, and we really just got to enjoy each other's company, and the scenery was just insane. Um, and then I would say Italy with my mom as well, um, and one of my best friends, Jamie, was on that trip with her husband. Um, I was photographing the wedding there, and um, she and her husband were guests, so... It was just really cool to all be there together and get to see an entirely different part of the world. Um, I would go back to Italy in a heartbeat. It was one of my favorite places. Yeah. Italy is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's magic. Yes. All right. Uh, Greatest learning moment? Oh, yeah. That's easy. Um, My dad's passing. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still not sure what I learned from it all yet because it still just feels really raw. It's been four years, which to some may feel like a long time ago, but um, it's not that long. So I'm still kind of working through the lessons there. Um, But I can feel it brewing. Um, I can say that I thought my priorities had changed when he was diagnosed with cancer, but nothing at all like when he died. I mean, my whole life changed. So um, like relationships work outlook on my morals and values and I mean the list goes on so um that that for sure I I knew once that happened that it was either going to destroy me or it was going to turn me into someone else um and I decided to go with the latter and so that's kind of what the calm collective is honestly it's like my recovery mode it's kind of how I look at it yeah yeah I think it's a great it's a great outlet it's a um it's an incredible learning moment that you've made, um, something that's, you know, can be so painful, um, into something that is so incredible and powerful. So, yeah, thanks. That's really, really great. Mm. Um, okay. So looking forward then, what does your life look like in 10 years? Oh my God. In 10 years, in 10 years, (laughs) I'm in my early forties. That's so, so are you. I know. (laughs) That's so weird to think about though. You know, I try to live by the rule of thumb of you're only as old as you feel. Um, Mm -hmm. my friend Natalie says, how old is your soul? Which I really love. Um, so whenever friends freak out about their birthdays, I always say, yeah, but like, what if they were irrelevant? What if birthdays weren't a thing? How old are you? Do you even care? Um, (laughs) sorry, I got off track there. So, okay, 10 years. I'm 42. I've got a love story for the archives, if I have anything to say about it. Um, A baby or two to keep me on my toes, most likely. Um, I'm still a creative. 
I would say I'm still using my camera. Um, hopefully I've written a nonfiction book that's been on my list of things that I want to accomplish. So maybe a children's book too. Um, I hope I'm just freaking happy and that I'm spending a lot of time by the water and taking deep breaths and it's natural to do so. Something I don't have to remind myself to do, you know, um, I hope life in 10 years is really sweet. Oh, and you and I are still doing our annual trips around the world together, obviously. Obviously. I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we, have Greece, we have Greece coming up in just six months. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Um, so I know that you had said that um, your dad's passing was the greatest learning moment for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving... Um, forward from that, what would you say has been like the greatest learning moment for you in learning how to live more simply? Like I know that the Calm Collective Mm -hmm. is sort of a reflection of all that you've learned. So is there any one moment that stands out to you? Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I just remembered, honestly, I remember waking up one day and just being like, I don't recognize myself. Like, I felt really heavy and just, like, a different kind of sad. I mean, I had been on antidepressants after my dad and decided to stop. So I I knew it wasn't related to that. Um, But I just, I couldn't remember, like, what it was that I loved about myself. And that sounds really heavy. But I think that happens to a lot of people. I think it's easy to get lost. Um, And I just remember thinking, like, hell no no way. I don't want to live like this. Something has to change. Um, and unfortunately, you know, life changes, they don't happen overnight. You kind of have to pick away at them and choose what your priority is. And, you know, after a while, same thing. I just remember waking up one day again and thinking to myself, I feel lighter. Um, maybe that doesn't sound that significant, but I just felt like I was walking around with a brick house on my chest and shoulders for years. Um, I, you know, had been broken, but I could just feel myself kind of coming back to life and slowing down and simplifying saved me. It was really the only thing that I could think of that, that I didn't have. And so I thought, okay, if all of this like fast paced moving around and this chaos and this sense of urgency and, you know, toxic relationships, if, if this is what's breaking me down, I have to get rid of it. You know, I don't have a choice or... I'm going down with it. So, um, yeah, it, it really did save me. And the best part is that I'm still a work in progress. And I try to, I try to express that on the blog all the time so that people don't think that I'm preaching. Um, I definitely want it to come from a place of like, I'm in this with you. And you know, the, the words, the words I speak are things that I'm actively working on as well. Um, and so I don't know, I feel like it can really only get better from here. So and I don't know about all of you, but I think that I think that's one of the things I love the most about the Calm Collective is that you do acknowledge that you're you're in the thick of it, you're in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. um, it really is an authentic look at your process of moving forward and and living your best life. So good, I hope so. Good, definitely. Yeah. All right, guilty pleasure. Okay, guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. I feel like most people say reality TV here, but I don't really... I'm kind of a sucker for the Kardashians once in a while, mainly because it's like... I don't know. 
train wreck. So it's just so fascinating to me sometimes. But I'm not even going to let that be my answer because it's not entirely true. Back on track. Guilty pleasures. Um, Thai massages, for sure. Especially when they focus on your hands. Oh, my gosh. I almost cry every time because it feels so good. Um, Anyone who's a fellow photographer, you understand. Photography can do a number on your hands. Um, And they're only like $30. So, yeah, that's something that I do pretty much once a month. There's a really good place in Chicago that I like to go to. Um, Also, lavender bubble baths. That's kind of been my jam for years. And candles. I it's like my weak spot too. It's my vice. Same. Yeah. I I know. Me too. It's and I I wrote a blog post on this, but I've started reusing the jars because I'm like, okay, I can't do this to the planet. Like I buy so many, so many candles. I need to recycle these in some way. So it's kind of been fun. It it helps me select more carefully now. Like that, yeah. I'm currently burning the uh, pineapple candle. You that are. You and Marissa and Lauren got me. It Aww. smells fantastic. It smells like you're on so. vacation. I'm sure. It does. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is my final question. Okay. Since I've just you know asked you the most difficult questions. Mm-hmm. Of, um, your most inspiring saying or quote. Oh. I just recently latched on to something that I have on my letter folk board right now. Um, it's, I have what I have and I am happy. I've lost what I've lost and I am still happy. Um, I just love that so much. It just reminds me daily that even though I've been through trauma and some days I'm still swimming through, you know, deep grief, um, it's okay to be happy. It, it, you know, it doesn't mean that I stopped caring or it doesn't mean that I don't that I'm sheltered from what's happening in the world. It just means that I love myself that much to honor the life that I have. And, you know, we all owe it to ourselves to be happy. So I don't know. I'm just really lucky to be here and hopefully to help others along the way. And that's really what it's all about for me. So just being able to reflect back on that and read that every day is pretty inspiring to me. So awesome. That's it. That's it. You made it. You survived my questions. Yeah, um, it was hard. I loved hearing your responses. Um, it's always so fun. Even though we're such good friends, it's always really fun to hear, um, you know, the little, the inside stories from friends and, and yeah, to get to sure. know them on a, on a deeper level. So I hope all of you enjoyed um, these responses as much as I enjoyed hearing them. Yeah, and thanks for taking the time to think them up. I mean, those were so good. It makes me want to, like, ask better questions when I meet new people, you know? I think, honestly, I think, you know, we're so used to the basic Q&A. Um, for like, sure. What's your favorite like, food? What's your favorite movie? What do you movie? do for work? Yeah. Like, where do you live? Yeah, like, it's not... You should be asking things like, what makes you tick? Totally. What do you love? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a Spotify playlist you can share with me? <laughs> <laughs> What's your username so I can follow you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much. I adore you. Thank you. I adore you. You know, I'll call you tomorrow. That sounds great. (laughs) All right. Love you. Love you too. So that's it for today. Episode number two. And I hope you guys are loving what you're hearing so far. I have so many exciting things in the works and lots of really great interviews that are coming up. If you do like what you hear, I would be so grateful if you would head on over to iTunes and leave a review, an honest review, so that we can keep this podcast growing and evolving and helping all of those looking to live a more simple and mindful life.